0: Hey guys, it's Pastors Aaron and Terry Bagwell, and we wanted to say thank you for listening to this week's podcast.
1: If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend to keep others around you encouraged throughout the week.
0: We hope you have a blessed day and enjoy the podcast. God bless you. We are going to talk about plants today as we get into our series on rooted. And I want us to start by reading. Psalms chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. I'm going to read it out. The New King James. In the video talked about it, but I, I want to layer it because this is such a beautiful and powerful scripture for us. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the next few moments that your Holy Spirit will speak through me to every ear that's listening here in this space or any person watching online. Lord, for those who weren't able to join us that are watching online, Lord, we send the word to them, those that are sick, those that are just traveling, whatever the scenario. Father, we bless them and send your word to them right now over the internet. And Lord, for any person watching this replay at any given time, Father, I thank you they'll be blessed by these words as well. Father, today I pray revelation enter into our hearts of what it means to be rooted. And this first week as we jump into the topic of plant, we give you the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. We all say together, amen. Now, as you came in today, um, we wanted everybody to grab a packet of seeds, but you may not have gotten one. So if you didn't get one, could you raise your hand? And Brother Lee would be more than happy to hand a few of them out. And uh, yeah, we want to get you some seeds. Now, as he's handing the seeds out, we're going to talk about seeds and soil and all sorts of different things but the first thing we want to dive into is that in order for a seed to grow and ultimately prosper it must first be planted a seed is generally planted in soil and the quality of the soil has immeasurable effect on the growth of the seed so here today we got our plant this this little buddy he's gonna be with us Uh, for the next few weeks. And in here, we have soil. The soil is just as important as a seed, if not the most important part of the process because the soil is part of the housing container for the growth and development of the seed. Now, I didn't think this through. Can you bring me something to wipe my hand off with? (laughs) I just had fun playing in dirt, but I'm like, You ever try to be like the professional, cool pastor? <laughs> Fail. <laughs> I got dirt on my hands, you know, like a little kid. Thanks, Lee. Lee, you didn't know you're gonna be so busy today, did you, brother? Good, yeah. your hands off. Would you like your or No. <laughs> you good? no. Can I take your trash your head? That would be helpful. That'd be helpful. This is like a timeout. <laughs> Hold on, man. Intermission. Thank you, brother. Lee's the man. Give Lee a hand, everybody. Come on. (laughs) But the the soil has an immeasurable effect on the growth of the seed. So I want us to start today in Matthew chapter 13. I want to read the parable of the sower. It's Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 through 9. So we're going to read this uh, today of the NIV. It says this, a farmer went out to sow his seed. a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now today you have your seeds. Actually, throw me one of those, brother, if you can. I got cabbage seed. This seed is not going to do much in this package, right? And if you put this as it is in a windowsill, it's still not going to give you much cabbage. It's going to sit right here and stay the exact same. Now, the seed's potential is locked up inside of it, isn't it? That it's there. The picture tells me so. This non-GMO heirloom seeds by Gardener's Basics. We can start a garden with this little packet of seeds, and if we tend it right, put it in the right soil, treat it right, do all the things that are necessary, what's on the picture will become reality. Now, what we're talking about today Is that the seed is the Word of God but the soil is your heart and how your heart is postured and conditioned and willing and the right environment or the wrong environment will determine the fruit of the seed that's going into it do you know I could preach a message to a thousand people or 10,000 people or a million people And have many different results in fact jesus broke it pretty much into four categories of results and that's what the parable of the sower is talking about that as the message goes forth there's going to be four types of reception to that message to the word that goes forth the same is true with just reading scripture the same is true with any time the gospel is preached its seed being thrown out and so jesus used these illustrations to say hey this guy went out, this farmer went out and started scattering seed and was paralleling it to the preacher, to the evangelist, to the pastor. He's throwing the seed out. And here's what's happening as that seed goes out. And Jesus finishes it with, hey, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Like, understand, we're not talking about cabbage seeds any longer. We're talking about your eternal destiny, your soul, your life on this earth, the fruit that you can either have and let God produce it, or the fruit that you can let the enemy snatch away. So the disciples asked Him, and said, Why do you talk like this? What does this mean? You know, they were always confused. I suppose I would have been too. Luckily, Jesus is so cool. He gives us answers. And so when we work our way down to Matthew 13 verse 18, He explains this. So let's talk about it. Listen to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell in rocky places is the one who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the one who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, he produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. And all God's people say, Amen. The Lord is teaching us something so unbelievably profound and so real. Can I tell you as a pastor? I've been in Terry and I were talking about this the other day. I, I started in full-time ministry at 15 years old. That's when I went all in. I was a I became a worship pastor. And that began my journey. Well, that means this year, I'm turning 40. This also means it's marking my 25th year of full-time ministry. Isn't that wild? That made me feel weird, you know? But one thing I can tell you from my experience as a devoted person of ministry As a person who has committed his life to the preaching of the gospel that what Jesus said in this scripture is exactly what it's like in real life (laughs) and I have seen every one of these four categories revealed fulfilled and also I've seen people jump from categories they're like category C jumpers you know the goal is to get them into that fourth category And there's a way for us to get there but i want to talk about it because when we talk about the soil i like to call it the heart soil this tree has already grown a bit and we got one that's already because we're going to do some stuff to it over the next week or so and prune it and do some different things but there was a moment where this was just a seed but the soil it's in and the process that it goes through is something that has to be cared for nurtured loved on and and transitioned you know my wife likes to garden, and so she starts off with these itty bitty. They're called pods. anybody know what I'm talking about with a pod? I didn't know till last year when she started doing this, or maybe she, it's not even her first time. I just never asked. I'm like that's cool, babe. I'm learning, you know, a little more about the pods. She puts these little individual seeds, and what's wild about the pods is that quickly you'll see something sprout up pretty fast. In fact, in kids' ministry. Uh, several weeks ago the children did um, a paper cup had a little soil and put a seed in and my daughter kept that and that thing grew to a point eventually didn't make it and you know why we didn't transition the container so we talk about phases and we talk about jumping categories and all of this our walk and development in our faith and knowledge of God is very much like this that if we're not growing and being willing to be transitioned into the new container we will hit a moment where we're not gonna grow anymore There's nowhere else for the roots to push. There's nowhere else for it to go up anymore because the roots can't go any deeper. And so the container is not necessarily anything physical in the world. It has everything to do with our submission to God, our submission to a church and leadership and learning, and our submission to the process. You know, there's a process to this walk called Christianity. And many times when we are going through the struggles that life has for us, the beginner if you will quits and we're going to talk about that today but it's not a matter of well that happened to me so i'm out it has everything to do with the heart so we're talking about heart soil today and how do we keep our soil right so let's talk about four types of soil number one a hardened or oblivious heart becomes a barren wasteland heart soil number one some people are opposed to the gospel in Matthew 13 19 that's what we read earlier that they hear it they don't understand it the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart people are opposed there's others that are just oblivious to it and whether by personal opinions or just an innocent lack of understanding this parable um, is clear the seed will not grow in that environment it's an inhospitable soil In fact, the enemy will come and snatch the seed away because he doesn't want the seed to have any opportunity to take root. And that becomes the easiest place for him to snatch a seed away. I've seen this my whole life. I've seen it many times in other countries. And I will preach many times to unbelieving crowds and audiences. Our crusades for um well over a decade almost 15 years now we've been doing crusades all over the world and when you preach to an atheist audience a muslim audience a buddhist audience or even a christian audience that doesn't have a relationship with god there is a rejection that might come to that gospel but you know i don't preach and quit because somebody rejects the gospel i preach in hopes that i can throw a seed and somebody grabs that one you know, we have to think of life in this way, that there might be 50 that reject it, but that's not your story. Will you grab it? Will you take it? Will you allow that seed to go into your heart and produce something that'll bring you so much life and change and, and passion and purpose that you can't even describe? Or are you gonna reject it like some do and say, ah, I don't wanna hear that. Some people, they put the gospel out and they instantly reject it and the enemy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah and take it away. You don't want none of that. And you know what this is? It's, a, it's sad, but it's true. Jesus said this would happen, that this is a war we are fighting. And so as a church and as a Christian, we have to pray that God would begin to illuminate his life to those dark, hardened soil places. And do you know that even on this earth, some of the worst soil that is inhospitable, if it's treated and loved on in the right way, you can convert it and it'll start growing something. But it might be a harder journey. But I tell you what, I didn't become a Christian for something easy. I paid a price for what God is doing in my life. And so have you. And therefore, we are saying we're no punks. We are going to go out and change this world in Jesus name. Number two, hard soil is a troubled person. A troubled heart, excuse me, produces shallow roots. A troubled heart produces shallow roots. Life is long and at times difficult, isn't it? And a heart that is troubled by the obstacles and adversity of life will fail to produce deep roots. They get a little root in like the, the, the starter planter I was telling you about, the pod. But if it only goes into the pod level, it's never going to produce what it's called to produce. In fact, some of those pods that Terry did didn't make it past the pod phase in the natural. I watched many of them did, and we transplanted them. And all of a sudden, they started to grow. But some of the pods didn't even make it. So many times, there's a seed sown, and these individuals have an interest in the gospel and even seem to embrace it at the beginning of the journey. However, over time, without tending to the growth of the seed of the gospel, they fall away during the tough times and tribulations, and all disciples of Christ experience the same tribulations, but these people fall away. Jesus warned us, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I've met so many believers that accepted Christ, that, that started a walk in faith with joy, but man, the second that first challenge came, they were out. They're like, well, if God's so good, this shouldn't have happened to me. No, actually, it's kind of the opposite. Life is going to happen to you. The difference is with Christ, he's already overcome the world. Therefore, you shall overcome anything that comes your way. So the difference is you're going to experience that trial no matter what path you choose to take. But without Christ, you don't have any guarantees of victory. You do have a guarantee of a fight with the enemy, though. But with Christ, you shall overcome. You will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. God has made us victorious through Jesus. So as we submit to Christ, we are saying, God, (laughs) I'm no longer my own. I love Galatians. Because it talks about that I'm no longer me. I died to me. It's no longer me who lives. It's Christ who's living in me. That the death to our flesh and surrender to him totally transforms us into a new creature and a new creation that now has access to something we never had access to prior. You ever been in a place in your life where you just were like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know my purpose. I don't know why I exist. I just wake up every day. I make a little money. I have a little fun. I do my own thing. And then I go to bed and do it again. And this cycle continues. But without Christ, you never get an illumination to the dark cycle. This is why the Bible says without Christ, you're like a a child in the darkness. That, That you just, you can't see anything. But with Christ, the lights come on. Can you imagine if you had walked into this room for the very first time, but it was pitch black in here? You would walk very slowly and guaranteed you'd walk into stuff and probably hurt yourself. And the same is true in life, that without the lights on, you're going to hurt yourself a lot more. You're going to fall into stuff that you couldn't have seen. But with Christ, the lights come on, and before you know it, you're not walking into the subwoofer. Your brain says, that'll hurt, and you stop. Well, in the same way, when the lights come on in life, Christ has taught you something. Hey, don't sin. It's going to hurt. Uh-uh. You should stop doing those things that you used to do because let me reveal something through my word. It's actually destroying you and killing you. It is? Yes. But let me show you a better way. Let me show you freedom like you've never experienced it. Let me show you a way you don't run into all the furniture in the room every day of your life. But in fact, you start walking around the furniture. In fact, with God, you can reposition the furniture. This is called authority. And authority is not something that we have on our own. Authority is something the world tries to replicate. The world tries to replicate authority through government, don't they? Through power, through military might. And Christ is like, you think that's power? You don't know anything about power. Your horses and chariots, I could drop in an instant, like he did in the Red Sea. All your planes and tanks don't mean anything because I'm operating at an eternal realm. Because this life will guarantee it in for every single one of us it's someday. But what happens after that is what we're talking about. The eternal view when the lights come on. But the troubled heart produces shallow roots. Number three, a distracted heart bears no fruit. A distracted heart bears no fruit. A distracted heart can't grow the roots needed to sustain life. A heart that cares more for the things of the world than for the things of the kingdom is not the healthy soil necessary to experience kingdom growth. Kingdom growth. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Money, status, popularity, otherworldly endeavors choke out the ability of the seed to get the nutrients and care necessary to grow the roots unhealthy and distracted soil is not the place for the seed to grow and definitely not the place to find a harvest of healthy fruit now we talk about kingdom growth this is the kind of growth we should be striving for in life this is the kind that comes with heaven and as a byproduct of seeking and serving god it's the one that as scripture says will produce 30 60 and 100 This is the kind of faith and reward that is not easily obtained, but it is worth the journey. This is kingdom growth. Now, when I read uh, scripture and, and we talk about the distracted heart, that money and status and popularity and all these things become such a distraction. When you turn on your device that now has become a controlling agent on our earth, every person just about on this earth has a device. Think about that. I've been in some of the poorest of the poor areas on this world, on this earth. They may not have food to eat, but everybody's got a cell phone. It's crazy. I say, how do they afford a cell phone? But they have plans. They have different things. They have free programs to the government. It's wild. You'll see a child, teenager, with hardly any clothes. You can just tell they don't know where their next meals come coming from, but they have a cell phone. I don't know about the TV, but they got a cell phone they it's it's a controlling mechanism coming down and it's not coming down from heaven hallelujah what you experience on instagram is not real hallelujah and the entire world that's built these markets off of the life you should be living And Hey, I'm 20 years old, and I make $100,000 a second. Want to learn? Just follow my plan. Give me $5, and then you'll learn how to make $100,000 a second. I promise. Just give me the $5. That's how you're making $100,000 a second. Everybody giving you $5. Then you click the ad. Want to know how to make money? Gotcha. They never have any answers is the point. That we watch it all the time. You, you know, you see these things, and especially the younger generation more than ever because you grew up on it. My son literally teethed on an iPhone. He was chomping on my iPhone one day. The original iPhone, by the way. That had like one gigabyte of space or less. So the world we live in is constantly painting what should be your goals. This should be your goal. You want to be successful, you need to bathe in the Maldives. Then you have achieved high levels of success. You want to be successful, you should brag about your 15 Ferraris score right it's the lure of the world and this is what jesus talked about and in modern day that is being fed through the internet it is being fed through social it is being fed through facebook through instagram through snapchat through you name it whatever channel tiktok whatever things people are on it is being constantly pumped and fed into the psyche of young people and children and parents if i can tell you guard your children against the cycle of death that is trying to snatch away their soul before they even know what's going on are you in the room today and this is why jesus says back to matthew 13 the one who received the seed it fell among the thorns it's the one who hears the word but the worries of the life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it so you receive the word you're like i got it i want to follow i I'm in it but then Monday hits Tuesday hits that friend in your life hits that social feed hits and all of a sudden all of the counter messaging starts coming in and if we're not careful it begins to choke out the news are you still in the room say oh yeah yeah. all right number four and we're done a fertile heart sustains life a fertile heart sustains life we're talking about kingdom growth right 30 60 100 fold the kind of growth the world is offering is not anywhere measured like kingdom growth number one it fades away number two you can't take it with you when you die i want something that's going to be eternal i want some reward that is going to be connected to me for not just a few years but it's going to be connected to me in eternity and i find the best place to make investments for eternity is in human beings are you in the room say yes That God has called us to build up a reward cycle. But you know what's so beautiful about kingdom growth and about that seed? And when it talks about 30, 60, 100-fold seed, that when you tap the full potential of what God has for you, you will see so much life transformation. But guess what? Your needs get taken care of too. Many times the young believer or the new believer or the, the immature believer, this is where they struggle. Because they say well man I can't serve God and and you know make the money I need to make or have the nice things I need to have right it's this deceitfulness the world's trying to choke up it's actually the opposite because when you surrender your life to Christ you have now tapped into something called the wisdom of Christ and you have knowledge you didn't have prior because it's not coming from your brain it's coming to your spirit And so God will give you the decision-making power you need to make to make wise decisions. I've met people that have done incredible things for the kingdom of God. And they made hundreds of millions of dollars. And they would say, the Lord told me to invest my money here. The Lord told me to buy this when everybody said, don't buy it. And incredible moments where God produced incredible wealth, but they had a kingdom-minded uh, growth mindset with it and they use that to propel help and love and jesus all over the earth god wants you to walk in blessing can we say yes, yes. and let me tell you how many know money is one shallow view just because you have money doesn't mean you walk in blessing how many rich people kill themselves every single day we, we can see it pretty clear how many famous people commit suicide all the time I I mean, that is evidence. That is the simplistic proof. You think, well, if I can have what they have, I'm good. No, you're not. They're battling demons you don't know of. And those demons are winning. So we have to understand that the things the world is chasing after is producing something that's so full of death that if we're not careful, he's trying to deceive us to get us to chase the wrong thing. But a fertile heart sustains Life. This is the heart that's open to the truth of God's Word, open to transformation. The heart is made ready by the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the participation of the individual. There's a two-fold process to this. The prompting of the Holy Spirit, but your choice of participation. You have to make the choice daily. You have to say yes daily. You could serve God and have fruit for 10 years, but the moment you stop saying yes to that, that seed, that plant will start to die. The soil starts to get unmaintained. The soil starts to go bad. And the life-giving source that is down inside of you no longer is being connected to the soil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is. Have you ever met a Christian who served God for 10, 20 years and now they're not? I have, many. I know pastor, former pastors right now completely living for the devil now. But yet I watched them walk in the power of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all these things. And now they're the complete opposite. You tell me the enemy still he he wars till the end we have to understand something though when we submit to Christ every day we have victory Jesus has already overcome the world the heart does not just experience growth for themselves but this is the beautiful part the fertile heart actually impacts those around them it impacts those around them and that's why I keep pointing to the wall look it's already happening over here right It's a fun, tangible illustration for the next couple of weeks. We're impacting the world around us. You're looking at your life and thinking bigger than you. You have to think bigger than you. If you only think you, you're thinking way too small. But if you start to think, God, what's what's my role on this earth? He starts saying, hey, it's not just about you. It's about this person, this person, this person. And what's so incredible, the second you start loving on others, God always takes care of whatever you need. Now, I know we say this a lot in church, but it's because you need to hear it a lot. We all do. We have to remember that surrender produces the godly fruit that he has for us. All right, let me give you one last illustration. Did you know a single healthy apple tree can bear enough fruit to feed dozens of people? It gives rest to those who are passing by in hot days under its shade. If flower, its flowers nourish thousands of pollinators every spring, and its seed spreads and multiplies into an immeasurable amount of other apple trees over the course of its lifetime. This is the kind of harvest that God desires all believers to have. But the choice is ours. The choice is ours. It's our heart soil. The choice is ours. What kind of soil are we preparing? And what kind of soil might describe your heart today? Are you indifferent about the good news of Christ? Are you needing to spend some time on the condition of your heart so that the seed of the gospel can grow deep and healthy roots? Are you distracted? Are there too many things in your life wanting your attention? Ooh, that's a big one right now for all of us. Can I say it again? Are there too many things in your life wanting your attention? And you know what that is? Distraction. Because when we give our attention to the things and we cut God out, and a lot of times we don't think we're cutting God out, but we have to say, if you just broke down on a pie chart, how much time do you give to your heavenly Father? Let's look at that compared to other things you give to. Now, I know some of, some of you in here like to game a little bit. How many hours do you give that? Or maybe binge watch, you know, uh, a show. Man, I'm going through it, Pastor. Oh, and we pray. Man, I watched 17 episodes of Blah Blah Showing. You did? In a row? It was great. <laughs> what are we giving our attention to? Yeah, but I need that. That's for me. That's for me. No, it's, it's entertainment, sure. But anything done out of balance will unbalance you. Can I hear an amen? So, if you've ever had that earthly garden we talk about you know the effort it takes to grow and sustain life in the garden it takes care it takes attention and it's no different with the eternal garden of your heart which is what we're talking about the divine seeds of the gospel and the kingdom are trying to grow they are trying to come forth they're trying to grow into the tree that you can be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water and bring forth fruit in its season and your leaf shall not wither, and whatever you do shall prosper. Hallelujah. You know, I don't want to just be a dad who procreated, I want to be a father to my children who not just my life has a legacy, but their life has a legacy, that someday I can look at some grandkids and see legacy. It may be great grandkids, if God allows, and legacy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the kind of production I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a short-term moment. I am looking for a generational blessing that goes beyond even a lifetime here on earth. But echoes in heaven and screams in joy of the results that are taking place and I'll tell you right now I'm blessed to say I'm a third generation but I'm not letting it die in the third generation in the ministry we are believing God for a fourth generation and a fifth and sixth why not but we have to fight for we have to tend that garden and we have to say now it's my turn to do what my grandparents did for my parents and what my parents did for me are you hearing what I'm saying that we have to fight for every generation but God is saying when you you are like this. You are planted, and you are going to receive fruit that you can't get, and whatever you do shall prosper. Everybody say prosper. Prosperity. prosperity. Money's a part of prosperity, sure, but what about your joy? What about your anxiety? What about your stress levels? What about your mind? What about the things that try to just pull you down? Are we? This is prosperity I'm talking about. We should be prosperous in all things. It doesn't mean you don't walk through anything. Don't worry, I'm almost done. I'm preaching a long time today. I'm just fired up. Can you tell? Because we are walking many times through some of the hardest struggles in life. But your prosperity will carry you through and make you better on the other side than when you even went through it. Hallelujah. And I know people in the natural that walked through bankruptcy and that was it. It ruined them and they were dead or they killed themselves or some horrible tragedy took place and the world took them out. I know other people that we, you can see on documentaries and these guys have all the wealth of the world and man, they go through it and they might end up in jail and everything. The generations are destroyed. That's the plan of the enemy. But God will say, you're going to walk through some stuff too. But the difference is I've already overcome the world. And when you're planted and you're rooted in your church, and you're rooted in the kingdom, and you're rooted in a body, you are connected to something that's so full of life that no matter what comes your way, you shall be victorious in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we got to remember something about being planted in a church. It's not just about what I'm doing right now. That's one part of it, and that's cool, and that's a message. But can you look around? It's about all these other people in this place who's on your phone that you can call for prayer who can you lean on when you're in a tough time and you're like i don't know what to do because if you don't know what to do and you don't have anybody to lean on you're going to lean on somebody named jack last name daniels am i right you're going to lean on some prescription drug you're going to smoke some marijuana you're going to connect with mary jane are you hearing me because that's what we turn to when we don't know where else to turn. I'm going through I just need to clear I just I, I don't know I don't have anybody to call nobody understands Mary Jane does. No she doesn't. The body of Christ is the life giving blessing for you. This is why the church is so critical and why covid tried to annihilate it. Because when you can pull apart the body from gathering you don't have the relationships anymore but i hope like my brother in the front jeff i've known him for a long time i hope jeff knows and he does i'm sure if he needs anything he can call me he can call me at 1 a.m now, i might be sleeping but when i wake up i'll call you back The point is you need, that's the body you guys, you need to have people you can lean on and pour out to in text and call and have life on the other end of it, not death. Not, well just come to this party man, they'll forget about it. No, you're not trying to forget about it, you're trying to move through it. Forgetting about problems does not make your problems go away, hello. So when we're talking about being prosperous, uh, a forgetful person is not typically prosperous. But a person who understands what they're dealing with, takes responsibility, but also finds solutions to the problems. Many times the answers to your problems are not anywhere on the internet, hallelujah. As much as they want to tell you it is, it's not. But it is locked away in heaven and pour out his blessing on your life. Anybody in this room today, if you are, come on, say yay. All right, healthy soil needs consistent care. Let me give you this final part and uh, Nikita... Would you mind backing me up for a moment so I stop talking? (laughs) Thank you. What can you do next week, this coming week, to strengthen the soil of your heart? Let me give you some practical things. One, dedicated time in prayer. Now listen, we're all busy. Can we agree to that? I think like when we get really busy, we think we're the only really busy people. It's not true. In fact, there's people busier than you. They just handle it better. Maybe because they're more mature, older. I don't know. Deeper walk in Christ. I mean, age can play a part. It's really about the maturity in Christ, though. But how you handle the weight comes through a process. But many times in immaturity, we start cutting out the things that produce the healthy soil in the busyness. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time. I just have to eat i don't have time to pray over my food i'm just so busy that's not healthy you guys and that's why your soil is not gonna be healthy i promise you this i'll give you a quick example the other day i was here at the church early many days i get here very early 4 or 5 a.m just to work build the church dude there's so many things that have to be done but i was i was a little in that that hyper state we all get there at times right ah you got the list it's too big not enough hours in the day ah and I just started diving in. I'm typing. I'm doing work. I'm doing all these things. And instantly, I had some worship music on in the background. Let me tell you, this is another one. Keep worship music in your flow. Even if you're not listening, just have it in the back. And I had this song and this song started talking about the God of the universe. He has all things in his hands, and like, here I am. this hyper and scrambling and when I heard that and it was soft I didn't even have it loud and it just gra- Holy Spirit grabbed my heart and said why don't you ask me what to do and I was like well why I don't have time for that Holy Spirit why don't you ask me what to do and I stopped and I prayed it's beautiful you know what the Lord has answered my prayer he gave me such clarity such cl- you know it's funny can I say this from my own experience so many times when you have those moments with Christ the Holy Spirit like 20 things off your list might just go away you're like I don't even need to do that thanks God I feel free yeah I was so stressed like I have to I have to I have to and the Lord's like no you don't push it over here you're good what you need to do boom right here and see the best place for any of us to be at any given moment in our life is right in the center of his will When you're in the center of his will, the tasks come forth. That's what we're talking about, redeeming your time, that series first of the year. Your productivity should be connected to the direction he's giving you. But if we're not dedicating time in prayer, you're not going to be hearing. So you're going to just fill the gaps. And let me tell you, we're good at it. We're busy. Maybe not doing what God wants us. Remove the distractions. Dedicate some time in prayer, but remove some distractions. Have you ever just said, I'm not going to watch any TV today? That's hard. If you watch TV, say, I'm not gonna do it. And you'll be crazy amazed when it comes to TV time. What do I do? What do I do now? It's what I do, it's how I fall asleep, or it's my routine. And the point is, shake your routine up. Invite the, some time for the Holy Spirit back into your life. Oh my goodness, it'll transform you. Turn off social media. Ooh, hallelujah. And you don't even have to announce it. Dear social media, I will be leaving you for 13 days. I know my absence will be very hard for you, but I promise to all my children, social media, all my Facebook family, they're not family. Come on. I'll return to you in 14 days, a better person. And then when they come back, guess what? I'm back. Yay, I got more likes. Do you know the the negative impact that it's had on our minds and our society? The like button has actually been the proven scientific cause of massive depression and suicide even in young people. It's so unhealthy. Just turn it off, watch what happens. It's amazing. Dedicate time every morning in your word. Remember what Psalm says, my last point. Don't worry, don't get nervous in the service. I'm giving you good nuggets today. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates day and night on it. That means the word. Dedicate time in the word. That's where your blessing is. If you're not in the word, don't expect to walk in blessing. It's that simple. Well I don't have time to walk in the word. You don't have time for blessing then. Many times we're chasing earthly blessing without God's intervention. I don't want that kind. Chase God, he'll bring you blessing. Come on, can I tell you, I've never exited a prayer time and like, man, I really wasted my time today. That was terrible. Thanks God for nothing. No, no, no when you truly give God time, you're going to walk out refreshed. You're going to walk out like yes, hallelujah. You're going to walk out feeling good. You're going to walk out with joy. You're going to walk out knowing you're an overcomer. You're going to walk out and look at those problems in the face and be like this thing is trying to kill me, but greater is he who is in me than he that is in this world. Hallelujah. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. Thank you, Father. Today's my day. You better watch out, devil. Today's my day. You better watch out, debt. Today's my day. You better watch out relationship today is my day God I thank you you're gonna provide the way you're gonna give me what I need to give you're gonna give me words to say you're gonna bring me peace and joy and comfort hallelujah dedicate time and finally meet with somebody if you need it if you got to discuss your past hurts that are hindering your growth would you talk to somebody would you talk to a leader in this church would you talk to a, a, a trusted loved one in your life that you know you can lean on. Don't talk to the wrong person, they're not going to help you. Talk to somebody who's up here in faith. You want somebody's going to pull you up, not pull you down. The people that are going to pull you down, those are your ministry. Don't talk to them. They can't help you. Talk to somebody who's going to pull you up. Grant, can I sh- just touch on your testimony you shared? Grant shared a testimony about his battle with pornography years ago, but God broke that off his life. If you battle with that, talk to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? This is the body of Christ. This is how you overcome. You don't do it on your own. You can't win on your own. You win with Christ, and you win with the body. That's why we're the body of Christ. Connect with people. Let them pray for you. Let them love on you so in fact I want to do that today let's stand to our feet and I want just um our core team if you're on our core team you know who you are would you just come down to the front we're gonna turn the house lights off I want to have a time of prayer you guys can turn towards everybody now I want us to have a time of prayer now today before we go if everybody in the room could just stand for a moment I want us to have a moment with your eyes closed I want you to take a moment to analyze your heart. Analyze that heart soil. Where are you at? What's going on? These wonderful people up front are what we call core team. These are just leaders in the church. These are wonderful seasoned men and women of God. If you want prayer today, I'd like you to come down to any of them. They'll pray with you. We're going to have a time of prayer for you. And no matter what you need prayer for. God's going to do some miracles today. So I want to pray as a corporate group and then I want to invite whomever would like some prayer today to come on down. Father, I pray for every person in this room. Father, there are battles and challenges going on. There are trials, but Father, I thank you there is a lifting in the heavens. Father, when we join together in prayer and so today, Father, we're going to have some prayer time. Lord, we're going to have some time with with you and with some good leaders and with some people that love us and father i thank you you're going to do healing you're going to do miracles you're going to do things that lord we can't get any other way and we thank you for it in jesus name so we're just going to sing a song here for a minute but i'd like to invite anybody down who will be the first one come on down let's get some prayer going on today don't be shy now i bet everybody could come down to the front we all got something for prayer and uh you just just grab somebody just, just start praying with people when you see them and let's pray today on down even if you know you can get a little line going come on god's moving down here today don't don't miss it don't miss it
1: the same god never fails will not fail me now you won't fail me now in the waiting the same god is never late is working all things out yes i will yes i will lift you high in the lowest valley yes i will bless your name yes i will see for joy when my heart is heavy all my days yes i will Name of all names Nothing can stand against I choose to praise To glorify, glorify Name of all names Nothing can stand against And yes, I will Lift you high in the lowest valley. for all my
0: God's moving in people's lives today. If you need prayer, come on down. We're just going to take a few more moments. If you need prayer, we just wanted some prayer time today. Father, we glorify
1: you this morning.
0: Sins over people's hearts that are just being demolished today see the Holy Spirit works when we ask him to amen that's what prayer is right it's asking like God like Lord I'm here <laughs> I mean prayer is communion with the Father prayer is talk with God and when we pray together we're, we're saying God look, I have a prayer request right I have a need would you pray with me and what takes place during that is we're opening our heart up to the moving of the Holy Spirit and what's wild is God does incredible work through this as you see you know there's different reactions there's different things that take place I've seen it all believe me and one thing I know is the power of God is so real see if you've never seen God moving you're like wait what is that what is that? I can tell you what it is it's the power of God and the power of God sometimes isn't screaming and you know you know like sometimes god moves through that too sometimes we have an intimate prayer time and god's power sets in in that sometimes we sing a fast song sometimes we sing a slow song whatever it is but it's about just saying god lord you're welcome in my life father you're welcome in my circumstances in fact right now where you're at and again we're going to be dismissing in just a moment but just if you want to take a moment just say God you're welcome in my life just welcome him into your life not as a visitor say God abide in my life Father abide in my temple your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit according to the Bible Lord I, I don't want God to just come and go I don't want his presence to come and go I want to live in his presence I want to live in the encounter of his Holy spirit there's healing in this and that's what you see when prayer is going forth sometimes people might be crying sometimes people might fall out in the power lay on the ground whatever it is that's the healing power of Jesus in operation it's beautiful so Father Lord we just welcome you into our life we thank you there's healing taking place miracles are taking place today Father I thank you Lord that for every person in this room you know every need but God you are Abba Father you are El Shaddai you are a miracle working God Lord take control of our life I dare you to pray that one take control of my life don't just abide take control (laughs) that's where your faith really grows God take control of my life I dare you to pray God use me the way you want me to be used send me I'll go come on that's some faith prayer right there where you need me, I'll follow. Where you lead me, I'll follow. I mean, you dare pray something like that, God will take you on some journeys, let me tell you. He might take you around the world. He might take you into some some darkness where you're the light. He might take you to a demoniac and cast it out. He might take you to a sick person and pray for their healing. He might take you to someone who's suicidal and you'll feel the deliverance, whether it's a phone call or in person. I've seen it all. I've, I've experienced all of it. I, I've seen it. It's, Tangibly, I can't deny it. that's my testimony. Nobody can take my testimony, and I want others to have a radical testimony like this where there's such fire inside of your spirit that you say, God, Lord, it's not just about me. In fact, it's uh, I'm a living sacrifice now, so God, Lord, just take me where you want and I'll go. Father, take me to the third world, I'll go. Take me down to the corner, take me to the drug addict, take me to Skid Row, Father, wherever it is, take me, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll do, I'll say. It's amazing what God will do in your life. It's amazing. Father, we praise you today. Hallelujah. Everybody happy in the room? Come on, if you're happy, give God a clap of praise. So just for a moment, I'd like to ask um, uh, Court Team Liz, you guys can return to your seats for a moment. But if you if you still need prayer, even after church is over, they're available i'm available we love you guys father we thank you let's just close this moment in prayer father we thank you for what you've been doing today i thank you for more for more moments lord i thank you on for upcoming these events with easter and all these things father i pray that many people come to know you as their savior i pray they get freed from the bondages of sin i pray they get free from the darkness and the chains that come from the enemy in the world. Father, I thank you for that freedom. Nothing's better than freedom. I thank you you can deliver us. Give us purpose. Give us healing. See, healing is deep. Things counselors can't do. It's the things that that, that therapists can't even get to. Christ can get there. The Holy Spirit can get there. It's what you see in these moments. There's healing happening. Father, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God is good, amen. In this moment, I just wanna consecrate um, our tithes and offerings. You know, did you know giving is worship? Giving is worship. Jesus gave all the time. In fact, Jesus, said that he went around doing good with benevolence, it means he, he went around giving money constantly to needy people. We've created a lifestyle of that here at Expect Hope. We're constantly giving to needy people. If you want to give and participate today, so you're tithe, you can do it through an envelope in the back of the chair. Our website, I, I didn't announce it, but here's the announcement. We our new website's up. It's very exciting. Check it out. ExpectHopeChurch.com. If you go there right now on whatever device you have, there's a t- there's a tab in the it says give. Just find that and it'll take you to the giving. You can text an amount you'd like to give. If you wanted to give whatever amount, uh, like $50, you could just text the number 84321. It'll walk you through a simple setup process. But let's give abundantly today. Let's give joyfully today. Let's sow our seed with our tithes, with our offerings today. Father, I thank you for your blessing. Man, can you feel the Holy Spirit in this room today? I can't. I just feel a sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. I have to tell the church this right now, everybody get ready for more. We are just scratching the surface of what God is going to do through this church ministry. The presence of God is going to become so thick in this place. People aren't going to be able to stand. They're going to just have to kneel. They're going to have to sit I'm telling you, get ready. We're just scratching the surface for what God's getting ready to do. And get ready for the day as revival's coming. The front of this little stage is going to be full of vices that are bondaging people. You're going to see people bring their cigarettes, their needles, their drugs, their prescriptions, their alcohol bottles, their pornography, and we're going to burn it. <laughs> We've done it before and we're gonna do it again because why we have to destroy the things that keep us in bondage it's radical say no punk life this is a life of freedom where we can take authority over the things that try to keep us in the dark place he's your life he's your life I can't wait let's get ready for it. what was I doing? I was praying for the offering. father let's bless the offering today hallelujah Father I bless every dollar that's about to be sown I thank you every need of this ministry shall be met I thank you Lord that every need of every person sowing shall be met and not just met but Lord we by faith grab a hold of the 30, 60, 100 fold blessing you have spoke of today in the scripture Lord let us be like that let, us, let our heart be like a place where that seed can be sown and rooted and Father let it produce the 30, 60, 100 fold harvest that you've told us about in your word We praise you for this, and we thank you for this today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Can we all say that together? Say amen. Amen, amen. What a beautiful day. Well, you're dismissed. I just think, Nikita, you could just play for another moment. If you still want some prayer, come get some prayer. It's a beautiful day today. If you have um, not got a bag and you would like one we have them in the back and sister Kim sister Kim's going to help you out and she'll just mark how many bags um oh she's got them right here you can grab them on your perfect so if you brought if you did bring a bag in but didn't have a chance to tell anyone tell sister Kim on your way out Because we're keeping track of that so we know how many bags will feed how many people we're doing some heavy metrics on this one but participate if you can participate anything you possibly can i know god will bless you for it we can't wait to feed these hundred families on april the 6th the thursday it's gonna be awesome well you guys are dismissed hey god bless you love y'all Thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast.
1: Be sure to subscribe and follow to stay up to date in everything we're doing at Expect Hope. We hope this podcast encouraged you and that it will help you through any trials you may be going through.
0: Thanks again for listening and have a blessed rest of your week.